another reason why discipline and, and extremely good work ethic is important in developing a super successful athlete is because once you have this by time you will actually slowly build up your confidence and here i'm talking about the real confidence it's not confidence after winning one match it's it's more like a more sustainable and long-term confidence because once you have this discipline and you kind of know that you are doing the right thing day after day after day and you feel that you are like really strong with your work ethic and that your habits are extremely good you will kind of build up this very very important confidence that that will help you on your way up and this will kind of lead into the the next part which is the patience and the resiliency so once you have this discipline strong habits as i just said you will develop a very strong confidence and the real one once you have this confidence that will mean that you believe in yourself you believe in the process and that will give you the audacity to actually be patient enough and to kind of uh, believe that you know it will take time for everything big it takes time so you will have this patience but only because for the first place you have the passion for the sport it gives you you know it makes you become more disciplined which gives you more confidence and then this confidence kind of makes you more patient because you start believing more in yourself in the process so you understand very well uh, what it takes you to get for example your serve to the perfection you understand very well that it takes thousands and dozens of thousands of serves and repetitions and you know in order to improve you need to work daily for it and for years you need to work every single day for years and you have this patience uh, and it's not hard for you because you have the passion for the sport and you love it you love every single day out there on the court so i will just give some examples for this like when I was playing under 14, I spent a lot of my free time on the court. So in the winter time, there were not many free courts because we used the indoor facilities. And in Serbia, back then, it was not so easy to, to find these kind of courts. People were using different buildings for this. Some of them not really built for tennis. So there were not many courts around. So it was very hard to, to get a court. Uh, all of them were booked most of the time. And it was quite expensive because you know the supply was low and then demand was high so the prices were up and we were not in a, in the best financial situation so what i was doing i was actually on courts all day and you know i usually had my like a workbook my books for studying there so i was doing my homeworks and and uh, learning new subjects while i was there next to courts and waiting for some courts to open up maybe some some members or players would not come if that happens and then I see the free court, I would just jump on the court and either do serves or maybe call a friend or another player to train with. And in this way, I was really improving slowly. So first of all, I had to have this patience there, right? Like I was waiting for the courts, but you know, I was slowly improving. I was uh, getting better and better each day. I was kind of getting closer to the, the best juniors in the country because I started a little bit later, maybe like two, three years after most of the players. I joined the, the regular programs around at the age of nine. Most of the players were like started at the age of six or seven. So I was a bit behind, but I was slowly closing that gap. And at this age, around 14, I was getting close to this best juniors in, in Serbia, some of which are, of course, Novak Djokovic, 
we played in the same category. And there were also Filip Parotsi and Srđan Gojković. So those are the names that are like, you know, the, the best of the best. And uh, those are the players born in the years uh, 1987 and 1986, which is my age. And in some of the official matches against those players, I was playing better and better and getting uh, closer to them. So some matches would be like, I mean, I, I would still lose, but it would be like 6-4, 7-6. And I felt like I was just, just close to beat them. I just need a little bit more, uh, maybe a little bit more luck or just like a little bit more belief to win. And I remember very well, uh, there was this uh, club director, his name is uh, Pera. He was there all the time and he was really into it. He wanted to, to help uh, the players from, from our club. You know, he was, was really nice and I felt he was there always to support us. So he was giving me this uh, speech and advice. He was saying, the gap now is very small between you and those guys. Like you are, you're almost there, but, but in order to close the gap completely, in order to, you know, to reach that level, you still have to work so hard. You're like, you still need to, basically it's, it's still a long way to go. You still have to do many things and improve uh, in many aspects and this is not easy. Even though it seems close, it's still a big gap. And then I realized it's so tough. This is so hard to, you know, to bring your game to that next level. Once you reach those heights, you know, like to make even small progress becomes tougher. And then it comes in place what I also mentioned. So it's the resiliency. We have the patience, we have the resiliency. It's kind of connected because you need to be resilient. You need to have the strength to come back on court and to the gym and these fitness sessions after you have some very tough losses, you know. Once you get close to these guys and then you have a match and you're close and you, you lose these matches, you know, and, and then you have to come back again. Of course, you will be more motivated, but also you will have matches against some of the players from your level, like from your own level, like you sometimes beat or you usually beat and then you will have these big matches that eventually you will end up losing and that's when you feel very depressed and it's very tough to bounce back. So some of the examples were like I had matches where I, I was leading 6-0, 3-0 and then I would lose the match. It was insanely difficult to come back and train after that. I just felt hopeless, completely, you know, without motivation and being like kind of destroyed inside, you know, it's, it's so tough, especially because I remember some of these matches, like it was, uh, you know, not the biggest tournaments, but still it was like I was on the way to make some very good result and then it was very tough. But once you have that passion from the beginning that I mentioned, the love for this sport and, you know, once you have, once you're so excited about it, then, you know, this is what gives you that strength and energy to kind of come back and, you know, again, do everything better and harder and again, day after day. So another moment I remember, it was under 16. It was a national championships in Podgorica. So it was a big tournament. Most of the best players were there and I was playing the quarterfinals and that was my best result in the national tournaments. I never reached the semifinals. It's usually, you know, playing against those, one of those biggest guys in the quarterfinals. And in this match, I was leading 6-4 and 4-1 against Sasha Stoisadovic. And he was actually one of my peers. Like we played against each other a lot of times and sometimes he would win, sometimes I would win. And this match, I was leading 6-4, 4-1, as I said, and I ended up losing. And I mean, I was so close to, you know, to make the best result of my career, to reach the, the last four of the national championships. And when you get so close to your goal and you just end up not reaching it, it was extremely hard to bounce back and train again. But again, you know, having the passion, it, it helped me to, you know, 
preserve and like be resilient and kind of bounce back and just keep going. 